ready? They grab that right there. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh. Is you ready? Ready? You say you ready? Oh. Whole squad ready? Ready? Is you ready? Oh. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Car Buddies Podcast by Rivalry Golf. This is episode one. I am your host, Maddie Funkster. That is at Maddie Funkster on the IG. Also known as Maddie Ice, if your boys roll in the rock on the green and out on the course, you can call me Maddie Mulligans. And if I am just absolutely on fire, you can call me the Wildcat. Simply the Wildcat. Thanks for joining us today. This is episode one. I do have some of my best friends in the whole wide world joining me today from Ravelry Golf. But before I introduce them, I would encourage you, please head over to Instagram and follow us at Cart Buddies Pod and then follow Rivalry Golf at Rivalry underscore golf underscore. So today, joining me for the first episode, we have Mikey Fresh, also known as Mike. We have Little Buzz, also known as Brandon, and we have Scary Derry, also known as Darren. But uh thanks for joining me today, guys. Welcome on in. Um, how's everybody doing? How's everybody feeling? Great, good. great. Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. There's no better way uh to have this first podcast. And so what we're gonna do, fellas, to jump right on in here is we're gonna talk about what Ravelry Golf is, how it started, how Car Buddies Pod started what it means to each of us and what, you know, how, kind of how, how it started and got going and, and what our mission is. And I guess I can start there before I pass it over to Mike, uh, to, to chip in on this. But I feel like our mission at Rivalry Golf is to grow the game of golf and also take a very diverse approach to that. Um, a lot of come from a lot of different backgrounds, but we definitely have, you know, Native American culture and, and you guys coming from the, you know, from the Navajo Nation. And then I come from the complete opposite end of the state. And so, um, I just, I just feel like growing the game of golf is a big part of our mission and then making the memories, right? And so I'm gonna pass it over to Mike, let him, uh, chip in on, you know, what rivalry golf is. What's going on, guys? This is Mike. Well, me and Matt, we've been talking about <clears throat> coming up with a, um, golf page, but it's been a couple of years and we finally decided to, um, move forward with it. And, um, you know, we had a couple names that we wanted to, uh, create, but, you know, they were all taken, but, you know, rivalry golf, you know, one day it just, it clicked in my head that, uh, you know, when you're on the golf course, I mean, you're always competing against your buddies. And two of our best friends that are uh, part of Rivalry Golf, they went to uh, a high school that was our biggest rivalry. So, you know, we didn't like those guys, you know, back in the day when we were younger, but somehow they became our best friends through the game of golf. And I feel like golf brought us closer together. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what this, you know, what rivalry golf is going to do and, you know, how it's going to take off in the future. And, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited it's that, right. um, my friends, Darren, Darren's been my, you know, my best friend for 29 years. Me and Darren have been friends for 29 years. It's wild, man. That's and, uh, taught Darren how to play golf. Um, I went and helped him get his first golf clubs was back at, uh, was in sports authority. So I took Darren there and he bought his first set of golf clubs there. And from then, on you know me i've been helping darren and uh you know i i'm really looking forward to uh this page growing and you know and all the memories that are going to be made from absolutely this. you know that's one thing you too and you know when i was in Trina that i meant to touch on was with our mission is definitely it's like making those memories i remember in the very early days of even thinking or talking about putting together a page and a podcast and all those things it was like you know you see those guys who are were influenced by the bob does sports of the world and the good good guys and the foreplay guys 
from Barstool. They all started their own creative ways, but they've all been influences to all of us. And so I, I did think that it was like, it was really neat to, to have that aspect of it where like we, you know, we thought of this so, so long ago and we're like, how would that, how cool would that be if we just had a camera rolling when we were out playing? Cause like we have the funnest times. We have the funniest times. And so, um, you know, it's along those lines and we're not, def- we're not trying to copycat anybody. We're not trying to do exactly what anybody else is doing. And we're trying to do this on our own. This will be, cause this is ours. And so, uh, Brandon, what is, what does rivalry golf mean to you to this point being part of the group? Yeah. So, uh, uh, just a quick, uh, introduction. Uh, my name is Brandon. Uh, you can find me on IG at, uh, Tech Brando. Uh, Basically, all my friends call me. Um, but uh, so, just a quick kind of introduction. Um, probably, I don't know. I came along after uh, these guys had their own golf group growing. So uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm also the young one of the group. So uh, everybody else feels uh-huh. like feels like <laughs> feels <laughs> like what it is. Like uh, like I don't know. I tell the guys too. Like I've never had like older brothers. So I guess is what it would feel like. So uh, when I uh, first met the guys was probably uh, when COVID hit. And uh, everyone was just inside. That's when I uh, really got along with Darren. Darren introduced me to Matt and Mikey and uh, the two other guys, uh, Irvin and Quincy. Uh, ever since then, you know, they, they're like, hey, have you ever played golf before? Uh, I told them only on the res. <laughs> I only played on the res. Uh, that's, that's all I did was res golf back home. But uh, I've never been on the course. And uh, uh, their first mission was to get me out on the course. So ever since then, I've been hooked. It's. I, I just want to say this, you know, and, and golf takes on a lot of medians. And I'll get into some of those. D- deeper meanings as to what yeah. this group and these guys mean to me but uh, a couple years ago I do remember maybe it's about three years ago going to play around uh, is, is me Quincy and Mike or Darren I can't remember which one of you guys were there and we needed a fourth we brought Brando and he was so just so raw yeah. and I remember saying though and obviously you don't expect someone to just be good right out of the gate but I remember saying like there's super potential here just the way he swung the club um, his mechanics and like to see where he's uh, came from in three years uh, as a golfer, I feel like he just blew right yeah. past my yeah. abilities. And watching him play this last week when we were out at um out at Rio Doso, he was just incredible. So congratulations to you, Brando. Yeah, you worked really hard at it. We man. don't talk about that. Just to watch how you've improved in that, that means a lot. And I feel like that's why I said golf takes yeah. on yeah. so many different forms, but to see like that success story and another thing that, yeah. you know, we've all gone through trials and tribulations in our life. And I know there's been a couple of times in my life where I was really down in the dumps and like yeah. feeling down about whatever it is. Yeah. You, you know, maybe it was a heartbreak from a bad relationship yeah. or a, a loss of a family member. And, and to me, just going out and playing golf, whether it was with you guys, yeah. with yeah. another group of friends, even by myself was such a, a healing thing for me. And so that's why, you know, I feel yeah. like this group yeah. encapsulates all of that. It takes on all yeah. these different forms and, and, and that's why it's special to all of us you know yeah. so anything you want to add to that there Derry about how this got started um anything specific that sticks out to you that that it means to you well rivalry basically like Mike was saying high school um Duke North Carolina Tiger Field Niners Cowboys the sping and all that I mean basically that's how we grew up it in, is. in uh in on the reservation playing basketball we played basketball <clears throat> and then all of a sudden we started playing like any any guy does retirement coming out of a retirement playing golf uh that's 
basically meaning I have to think about it. For sure. Yeah, I think, honestly, guys, there, there's no better name for it because I, I think about all of us, even when we're not playing, we're still, like, having fun little rivalries with each other, the group <coughs> chats, and all the d- different things we have going on. And I remember even playing playing ball with Mike and Darren right out of high school, you know, when I met them and came to UNM, and we'd go to open gyms and just run with dudes, how competitive they were. And I, I love that we carry that over to golf. I mean, I, I, I love it. And I think that's, that's going to be something that's a foundation of our page is, you know, I, I hate to bring up bad memories, Darren, but this last week when, when these guys, we did a little 2v2 and they just absolutely annihilated us. That makes it fun. And that's the type of stuff that, like, I want to continue to do. Um, I want to have, you know, Brandon and I have played on a team together uh, before. Uh, you know, there was no, yeah. you know, content film, but I felt like we always felt like the underdog, you know, yeah. like yeah. we, Every but we had an edge and we always competed. So that's the thing yeah. too. We were rivaling these other groups that we know were better than us, but we were like, we're going to oh, play yeah. our asses off, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, um, I do, you know, love that. And that's the thing. Um, one thing I want to touch on is we, you know, the groups rivalry golf, and I think there's no better name for it, but the podcast, Car Buddies Pod, um, that was kind of the, when we first started talking about the early preliminary days of having a golf group, having a little team, and a potential podcast, Cart Buddies we, is is something that you know. I learned I learned that from Darren and Mike. So, I, so where Cart Buddies came from came from my late brother Gabe. My brother Gabe, probably the best coach that I had in golfing. You know, he passed on ten years ago. Great golfer, taught me a lot about the game, taught me everything that I know. But I heard this term from him, and I don't know where he. I don't know if he came up with it or if it's been around forever, but he used to always tell me that when you would hit a shot, say you slice it or you draw it or you fade or whatever, if you do the exact same, your partner does the exact same thing in the golf cart, he would always say cart buddies. And I was like, that's a badass. Awesome name. <laughs> it was an awesome name. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was an awesome name. So I wanted to make this make that our name, but there's name, there, you know, there's a cart buddy name out there that, you know, we didn't want to, you know. Yeah, we didn't want to slip into yeah. toes. It's whether they have some type of LLC right, or yeah. something. Thing. But I think that's why it was perfect for for the podcast to be called Car Buddies Podcast because I definitely did my research, dudes. I went and checked to make sure that I couldn't find that anywhere in North America that somebody was using it. And then I went out and I designed a logo for this and I purchased the rights to it so that nobody could copycat us. So proud of that. Very proud of that. Proud of what we've done as a group. I mean, even if you think about it, we've only had our social media pages for these going on for like a month and just the the amount of support and followers and people hopping on to, to see our content and to encourage us to do more um and, and get involved is incredible. So, I mean, over a month's time, you know, there's it's endless possibilities of what... And another thing I want to add to that too is about rivalry golf is, you know, when you go against your big brother, you always want to, you always want to beat them. Little brother always wants to outdo the big brother. You know, that was another perfect name that why rivalry golf, you know, we started it because it, that was always my goal was to always beat my brother on the course. And I used to do it and he used to beat me. But there's just so many times that you compete on the golf course. It could be against yourself. It could be against your friends. It could be against a complete stranger. But the rivalry never stops. It never Never stops. stops. Never stops. That too, part of, when you had that part of the slogan when you first like pitched it and you're like to be continued because truly that's what that's what it is like it never stops it's to be continued um you know even when we're not playing as teams we are always just chirping each other up all day long uh you know even the other day before we got started we were gonna take a little video before the read does so like darren forgot his something out the car and so we're all at the t box and darren goes back and mike gets it on video always making us late you know like there's always those little things those type of memories those type of moments that honestly like that 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 means the most man 
kind of means the most. I don't, guys, if I could choose where I want to be ever, it would always just be like, where I want to be is like with, yeah. with my dudes, with oh, you guys yeah. out oh, on yeah. the golf course, yeah, a beautiful hot day, uh, a nice cold shot fireball to get the round started or it's in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. round and yeah. just that's where I feel the most relaxed and the happiest is yeah. out there with you guys and so that's why I'm so excited for you know what's to come mm-hmm. with Ravery Golf and the Carp Buddies pod um, yeah. I've reached out to a ton of people and um, people have reached out to me that are interested from the golf community you know and yeah. Yeah. and all over you know locally when you think about it local and nationally I have, I have friends and in, in contacts all over the, uh, all over the right. US that are just super excited about being a part of this and getting involved and so and i just thought there was no better way to to have the first episode than with you guys and then you know obviously we're missing a couple members of our team tonight so a uh, big shout out and lots of love to quincy and to urban they cannot you know be here live with us tonight yeah. but they will be on an upcoming episode so it's not like we're leaving those guys out and um yeah. you know it's it's really special when we all get together um and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in one of our segments on some of the trips and the memories and the things that we've done so far and some stuff that we're planning to do yeah, going back to what you said earlier is like there's no place you'd rather be like you know um when i first came on i thought golf wasn't as competitive as i thought it would so when, when i we started going out to the course and everything i seen like how you guys were like comp- like competing yeah. against each right. other like yeah yeah because like i didn't i didn't i had no idea what i was getting into and then like oh yeah now it's getting competitive this is what i like this is where i want to be now so. and I, I remember we were getting ready for a tournament yeah. that we're yeah. all gonna play i think <laughs> just when we were going up to westminster colorado tournament last year yeah and we all like got together at Porto one night to just like hit at the range and this guy's like yeah I've been coming like cause he you know oh, like one yeah, outside of town yeah, yeah. I've been coming over here to the night range I was like yeah. look at this guy <laughs> then he yeah, gets yeah. out there and he just starts yeah. hitting his irons incredibly and I was like dude you could tell he's been putting in the work you know yeah, and yeah. thanks by the way cause I was on your team that tournament and you carry my ass <laughs> oh, yeah dude uh, yeah it's just like uh, I don't know you see the competitive side you just wanna do you do better you know so you I wanna I wanna add to that I wanna hear Darren's side about being a big brother because because, you know, every almost every weekend we battle his big brother. So Darren, talk a little about that. So, older brother um, put me in his wing back in uh, after high school. Basically, tell me more about the moral of the story is after high school playing basketball, I uh, took me in basketball tournaments. And then ever since then, I mean, my competitiveness became more, more and more. Basically, I wanted to beat him every single time. To this day, even to this golf course we play against, we play 2v2, uh, me and Mike uh, against my older brother and and, uh, another guy that went to the uh, rivalry school basically another brother that we know is that's how we play 2v2 every time i mean our goal mike and i is always to beat him but as of <laughs> as of this day stands we played the first time we won um since then we're down, we're, one. down one and we wanted to compete 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 uh, which is that's what all that rivalry comes from of course you know and i'll take something from that Darren. it's like i look at that when i put it into like the way i see you guys it's like brandon and i are little brothers and like i want to beat you if i can like I, that you know, I, was, I played around with Darren recently, where I was he he was let's just say he wasn't having his greatest round, and I was playing my bet, but I was beating him at the turn. You know, like how excited that was for me because I feel like he's my big brother. We're we're competing, and um, I I want to beat him. You know, even though he ended up coming just destroying me on the back nine, but um, 
Does anybody have uh, anything else to add here before we wrap up segment one and move into segment two? You introduce Urban and uh, Cube. You know, yeah. I can't wait to hear yeah. their part of the story yeah. because they yeah. bring a lot to the table. And, uh, you know, sorry that they're not here on our first go around, but those guys are our brothers, Q, Quincy, and Urban, EFC. Kilario. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to hear Appreciate those guys. guys yeah. and love you because, guys, man. You know, they're going to bring a, a lot to the table as well. So, as far as what all this means to them and, and, we each have our interpretation it's only going to add more so awesome stuff guys that's segment one we're going to take a little break here you know if there's anything that we kind of missed out on we'll pick it back up in the second um segment so we'll take a quick break you are listening to the car buddies podcast by rivalry golf we'll be right back This episode of the Card Buddies Podcast by Ravelry Golf is brought to you by local independent artist and close friend to the pod, John Doe. He is an absolute staple in the Albuquerque hip-hop and rap scene. His new single, Dear Jesus, is now available on all major streaming platforms and is featured in today's episode. Dear Jesus, I need you to walk for me. I need you to talk for me. Cause I don't seem to do it properly. Dear Jesus. Walking the walk, not talking the talk. It's probably been the most difficult part. When I talk to God, I give my all. But by afternoon, I stumble and fall. Dropping the balls, becoming too common. There's just too much drama to come into bond. So I put it all, all on my shoulders. It's like heavy boulders while trying to walk tall. You can find more music from John Doe on Instagram at John Doe underscore 505. A born and raised New Mexican just doing what he loves to do. Thanks to the man upstairs, John Doe. Let's go. Welcome back to the Cart Buddies podcast by Ravelry Golf. Your host here, Matty Funkster. We are moving into segment two. And so the next thing we're going to talk about is each of us can give an opportunity here to talk about, you know, how we started playing golf, how it influenced, what influenced us to play golf, who influenced us. Is to do it, you know, uh, stories about, you know, how we got it started. And then that'll carry directly into we'll talk about our favorite pros, both from the PGA Tour, both from the Live and PGA Tour. Pros and cons. We can have some little debates. I know it's going to get a little rowdy. We now start talking about Brooks Kepka because I just do not like that human. But um, congrats to him. I know you guys were pretty pumped with that big win this last week. So good for you. I hope he never wins another golf tournament the rest of his life. But that's the way I feel. So, all right. So I'm just going to hop right in. So. Why do you got to talk about our boy like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. Could you imagine if Rory would have won? Yeah, I would have not shut up. You guys would have been just giving me a hard time. He's not even American. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go ahead and start start it off. So I, I started playing golf uh, at a pretty young age uh, back home in Clayton, New Mexico, where I grew up. Um, and before I get way, way, you know, way into it, I, I grew up playing on the course of the Clayton Golf Club there. Um, awesome nine hole course. Um, you know, the fairways are prairie grass, but the greens are always well taken care of. I'll flat out say it right now, you know, hot take or not, those are some of the best greens in the state. I stand behind that, especially when they have the moisture. So, you know, for all the uh, Clayton Golf Club guys listening, uh, I want to just do a huge shout out to Dominic and all the guys at Clayton Golf Club. I appreciate you dudes. Uh, supporting us and, and taking care of the course. It's a beautiful place to play. 
And so, yeah, I, that's where I started. My, my dad played golf there, my grandfather, my uncles, uh, they all played there at Clayton Golf Club. And, and I, and I remember those just hot summer days. Uh, my grandpa and my dad both had golf carts and they, my grandparents lived just at the top of the hill from the golf course. So we would just drive the carts down there and play. Um, my cousins and I just loved it. And then, you know, as I got a little bit older and, and into, you know, high school and college, I just was so busy with other activities that I kind of got away from the game. And so when I moved back out here to, to Albuquerque area, in uh, 2015, 2016, um, I just really got into it again, and I and I definitely give give Mike and Darren some definitely the credit for that because they gave me an opportunity to start playing more often, invited me to do it, and you know it seems so long ago, but so short short time ago at the same time. I feel like I've been playing golf forever. I can't imagine not playing golf now, right? So yeah. that's kind of my backstory about it. Um, I do like to get back home and play that course once in a while. Played a few weeks ago, had an absolute blast, and so um, you know maybe one of these days uh, uh talk to Dominic about it a little bit. We can have a rivalry golf golf tournament at Clayton Golf Club. So something to think about, something to plug for the listeners for the future. So enough about me. I'm going to send it over to Mikey Fresh and let him ta- talk about it a little bit. Hold on, right before I get started. There's no other way to get started. Love it. <laughs> so me, I started playing golf long. I've been playing golf for a long time. I'm 35 years old. I've probably been playing golf for 30 years. Uh, my dad... I had a great friend that lived down in Phoenix, Arizona. Gave him a set of clubs. And these clubs were so old that they were actually the wooden clubs. The driver. That's wild. My dad has something like that too. And the woods. They were, they were wooden. So me and my, my late brother Gabe, we started playing with these clubs. You know, we were, you know, we started to hit the ball pretty good and we built, we built our own little course. We built nine holes behind our house. Uh, we grew up in this little, it's not even a town. It's just an area north, uh, north of Grants. We would, uh, hit balls there all day and, you know, and we were used, we used to get good. And my grandma, she used to have a ton of sheep and she had this huge, huge sheep crail. And me and my brother used to hit towards that sheep crail, try to hit into, try to hit in there, just, you know, help with their accuracy. You know, it grew to a sport that we love so much. We used to go to Grant's uh, flea market because there used to be a guy that used to sell crates of golf balls that he used to collect from the Grant's golf course. He used to sell for $5, and me and my brother used to pick up cans on the side of the road and make money to buy those to buy balls. Golf, that's incredible. And we go back to, you know, our house, and we lived in a real pretty area that had uh, mesas, red rocks, and we used to call it uh, Pebble Beach because we would try to hit across the canyons to the other side. You know, we just kept doing that. We kept getting good and playing, and we started playing at Grant's Golf Course. We call it the Coyote. Played there. You know, we learned how to play on the course there, and then eventually we end up, uh, my brother, end up uh, working down at the end of the Mountain Gods. He worked down there for a summer job, and so I feel like, you know, that's another home course to me, is the end of the Mountain Gods. Such a great course. We learned, you know, I learned how to play there. And, uh, but yeah, you know, golf is just, I just love the game. It's my happy place. You know, I have other hobbies and I, I go and do other things, but it's a sport that I love. And everybody would always laugh at me, tell me, why are you playing golf? And, you know, they never understood how much. This game is everywhere. And I have two younger boys and I always tell them, you know, playing football is only going to last until college or, you know, if you make it to professional. Basketball, same thing. But golf? never ends golf you can play, golf, you you can can play, play golf forever, forever yeah. you know we run into older gentlemen on the course you know there's 60 70 80 years old still playing golf and that's why i love it and, because and it's honestly, never it reminds you just like us you know yeah. they're just 
out there having a good time, having Start a little rivalry with, with each other, Start still just joking around. And so, um, and and and, the, and I'll add that to it. You know, I've you know I played at a lot of courses, courses, you know, all over the country. You know, I met a lot of great people, and some of them are still my friends. I still keep in contact with. But this this game is just so awesome, and I'm glad that you know I'm bringing my friends along with with me that we get to share this experience. Not only just us, but you know they're going to bring their family, and you know this game that we're you know that we're we're enjoying every weekend basically every weekend you yeah. we play golf it's all about the memories and it's just going to continue like i said i'm glad that my you know well not my friends my brothers they're here and you know we're here to stay we're here to play and we're going to keep, we're gonna keep the, traveling and all keep the doing. supporters and the family and the friends that are like hop on because this thing's about to take off so i feel like it, it is going to take here, off from right from us so you know brando i know you talked a little bit about you know how you started playing a little bit and you know and when you introed but is there anything you want to add to you know you fall in love with the game of golf what what influences you outside of like us just pressuring you <laughs> <laughs> no, no no it's 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 fun uh so why don't I, you talk about where you like your res golf yeah, so, right. so when i first came along i was i was in big on golf and everything so i came up from a western background you know uh training ho- ho- training horses uh doing going to rodeos doing bull riding and stuff like that and uh once i got uh once i started hanging around these guys that's when i really caught on uh, but just uh piggybacking off of what uh mike is saying I've only met known Mike for like three years, but a lot of what he's saying, a lot of the stories he has is is relatable to me because I think like for me and a lot of golfers out there, uh, we all started just like he did. You know, we go to the yard sales, we go to the flea markets, we uh, buy the five dollar uh, bucket of balls, the fifteen dollar clubs, and we just go out there and hit balls all day. I'm so enjoy it. And uh, yeah, and that's simple. and that's where you fall that's in love simple. with it, you know. And uh, yeah, and I never uh, I never took it serious. And uh, once you guys took me out on the course, that's when I it's crazy to say. But that, I think that's where I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the competitive side of it. So that's where I got hooked. I think but just yeah. adds that too. It's just, yeah. you know, so, you know, people out there, we take it serious, but at yeah. the same time, like, we make it fun. We make yeah. it as fun yeah. as possible. Yeah. Like, yeah. it is the, it's the, think about this. You think about the one place in the world you can be in any given moment is jokeful and unserious, and in the next split moment, yeah. Be as serious as you're ever yeah. going to be. It's on the golf yeah, course, yeah, man. Because yeah. you don't want to lose. You don't. You want to hit a good shot. You want to be good at golf. Yeah. And it, I love that. That encapsulates. This. I talked about it in the first segment. Rivalry golf because it's all yeah. of those things, yeah. right? So, yeah. so all right, yeah. all right. Yeah, so, so, what, give us, give us where you. Uh, what got you interested in the game? How you came along? You know, bring you what influences you brought you to where we are today. So, background the story with Mike and Brandon saying the same thing. Going to the yard sales. Going to uh, flea markets. Buying those clubs. Uh, I mean, we we all come from. A small town on a reservation where there's nothing out there uh, making our own basically making our own course on the reservations and all you just our greens would be dirt <laughs> it's, our, it's incredible to think our, about our, uh, our putting hole would probably be basically whole cans from commodity foods or yeah basically so just make yeah, a spot randomly put, yeah that, right? yeah and that's how i caught on the game with uh back then as my older cousins and my older brothers uh they're the ones who are they made these courses and buying these clubs and influenced me to get into that and then uh growing up in coming to Albuquerque uh, like Mike was saying about my first clubs at Sports Authority at the time and my first course was what we went to Arroyo Ooh, we walked the dead night yeah we walked it <laughs> man that course is kind of tough dude. Yeah. it's a tough I mean that's that's a tough little course for your first outing oh yeah know? yeah definitely that first time Darren came with me on that course we were walking Yo, they walked pulled, the they, dead night yeah they All pulled right. they pulled the pins and it was getting late like later in the day they pulled the pins and we were playing a par 3 hole number 8 I believe it is I hit my shot Darren hit his shot and I was an inch away from getting a hole in one, probably because I didn't know where the flag was at. But <laughs> yeah. 
Still good memories. Yeah. I came from a place where there was a little course, but it was it's a, it's it's prairie grass. You know, it's not like the grass that you hit out on at Herbert. You guys were playing res golf, which yeah, is yeah, like yeah. you made your you made your own made course. Your own course. And I think Never. that that just is incredible. You know, you think about. How, how special those memories are to you. Nothing else mattered. You're just out there with your balls and you, like you said, your $15 clubs and you paved your own way to learn how to play the game. And, um, I, I just, I think that's so, so incredible to, yeah, yeah. to think about. And, um, you know, just know that, that was your experience. So I, I, I really, I really am glad you guys all shared those stories with us. And, and so the listeners can, you know, really see how much the game means to you and where it came from, how you yeah. built your own little piece of it, you know, cause everyone has their story, you know, and all related to like, uh, Xander Shoffley, the pro PGA guy. Anytime anyone says like, oh, he's from San Diego, California, right? Every single course in San Diego claims him as their home course. That means this kid was playing so much everywhere. That's incredible that he yeah, chose yeah. to do that. If he has every single course they're claiming as his home course, can you imagine how much golf that guy played? Now, you know. Yeah. Some people are more fortunate than others when they're growing up and can play golf <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. But it's cool that he did that. You know, that was his memory and his how he chose to grow up with the game. And so, you know, we all have those. That's why I, it's so cool for me going back to Clayton and like, I don't know, it's, it's literally, it's a gentleman's game. You, there's a mailbox that you put your dues in and grab your yeah. scorecard yeah. Yeah. and you throw your card and, so, and like, there's not a, there's not a marshal or a, a, you know, someone at a pay window. Literally, it's you and a couple members and the guy that mows the grass. Like, mm-hmm. those are the dudes yep. that you're out there with. And it's just incredible. I, I do love that you can, you know, bring your cooler as full as you want. You know, here they, they're always sticklers about sneaking drinks on, onto the course. And, and speaking of drinks, we'll talk about our favorite drinks in the last segment of the yep. pod today. And so, you know, thank you guys for sharing your come up stories uh, about what, you know, where you came from as far as your golf game and how you developed it to this. I think we all have very unique, unique stories. And so I just want to real quickly start in on, you know, our favorite golfers, right? So we're, and how that, you know, I think that influences you. I've always had this weird, weird thing about being very loyal to the University of Oklahoma because that's my favorite school, right? And they have a really good golf team, but two of my, my two favorite players in the world right now, probably still to this day are, are um, Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler and those guys played for rival schools uh, to the Oklahoma Sooners which just makes no sense that those are my favorite but those are like the two guys that I that I root for the hardest probably um, and, and also there are some definitely some guys over in the live tour too I, I'm a huge Abraham Anser fan that dude he's University of Oklahoma alumni um, just a re- just a really interesting guy and so I'll pass it over to Darren to, to give us his favorite golfers favorite golfers of course the man himself Tiger Woods growing up watching him as a, a little kid um, next one Brooks and then probably uh, I'd say Jordan Spieth okay uh, what about you Brando <laughs> Uh, of course, we got to go with Brooksy. Brooksy's the guy, man. Brooksy's the man. Oh, you know, he just, on the Brooksy just, train, right? I guess he, I can't He gets up there and he handles it, man. He, he doesn't waste no time. He's he's ready to go. That's that's what I like about Brooksy. But other than that, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is good. That's as, as much as okay. I got. What about you, Mikey? Like Darren said, you know, the man, Tiger. That guy wins so many tournaments. And that, yeah, he was, you know, we I watched him play, you know, since I was a little kid. So 
such an awesome athlete, just yeah. a freak, freak athlete. Just a, just a freak and, golfer. And, and just yeah. the oh, yeah. what, what he yeah. can do on the course is just unreal. Yeah, such a... I guess yeah, I should have said before yeah. I you guys all going and yeah. I meant to. It's like the 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 asterisk is like you don't have to say Tiger Woods because we're all, we would all say that's Everybody our favorite golfer. Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods by far and, my favorite golfer. Then, which uh, is well, how I approach that without saying Tiger Woods because he's hands down everyone's favorite golfer. I yeah, feel like yeah, right. Yeah. So my second golf favorite. I have four four, four golfers. Four like main ones. Okay. And so the second one is uh, Brooksy. So I was watching golf. You know. Uh, I, it was the PJ Championship. I don't remember which one. I think it was the second one. Rooksy won. But he showed up to the tournament late. And, you know, the commentators were, you know, you know, ripping his ass. Like, just saying, like, you know, he, this is unprofessional. He shouldn't be doing this. Because he didn't even go and hit the range. He didn't anything, hit the range. Right? Yeah. Showed up. I remember and, that. And absolutely just dominated and ended up winning the tournament. And I was like... That's us. <laughs> that's us. That's no warm-ups. No warm-ups. No warm you just go there and shoot the low score and tear it up. That guy, ever since then, became a big fan of Brooksy. Like, that guy was like, that guy is the man. One of these days, I hope I get to meet you, Brooksy. Hopefully you hear this maybe one. Third is Ricky Fowler because he's, you know, he... He has a little bit of Navajo, you know, in him, a little bit of Navajo blood. Course, yeah. And, uh, you know, Ricky, you know, he would always cheer for him. And then the fourth guy is Cam Smith. The reason why I say Cam Smith is because we, me and my family, we went down to the Waste Management Tournament. My son, my little boy at the time, he was only two years old. And he was standing there, you know, wanting to shake the players' hands. And all of them just passed by him. Not even acknowledge him, not even say anything to him. And I understand that. You're, you're you know, you're, you're focused. Cam Smith walked by and gave my son a ball so cam smith man he's he's up there you know i i really yeah. enjoyed watching that guy and good for him man when he went to live I, I was happy that he went to live and you know even him you know one of these days i, I wish i could you know meet all four of those guys for if sure. i meet if i ever meet met four of them that would be pretty for sure thanks for sharing that man we're gonna take another little yeah. break right so here i'm gonna you... i'm gonna say something before we go to break okay this is uh, <laughs> i know it's a uh, kind of kind of we got topic yeah we got deep too fast and it's kind of like yeah. hard hitting like it, it got deep too fast so i promise you it's gonna get fun <laughs> this is a this is the most well behaved i've seen these guys <laughs> the fact that it's like the three the, the Honestly, three years yeah the three I've, years i've met just, them it's just non-stop just to add to the brand there's still before you go to rake i feel like i i've drinking a couple beers faster right now doing this with you guys today than i have in a while so yeah. could be good Honestly, could be man, bad we'll, we'll find see. that out though so um, yeah, we'll be back. We're going to take a little break. <laughs> we'll be back with segment three. You are listening to the Cart Buddies podcast by Ravelry Golf. We'll be right back. <laughs> this episode of the Cart Buddies podcast by Ravelry Golf is brought to you by NM Homies. For all of your real estate needs in the Albuquerque metro area, NM Homies has you covered. Whether you're looking to sell your home or purchase a new home, resale or new build, NM Homies are the right homies for you. For more information and to schedule a meeting, please visit nmhomies.com or send a direct message on Instagram at nmhomies. NM Homies, surprisingly professional.
And welcome back. This is the Cart Buddies Podcast by Ravelry Golf with your host here, Maddie Funkster. We're moving into segment three of episode one. This has been an absolute blast so far, fellas. Uh, I'm having so much fun having you guys on here. And just, you know, for the listener, the first couple of segments were very, you know, very serious talking about, um, you know, how we started playing golf and our backgrounds and definitely got, you know, a little bit possibly, uh, you know, intimate and emotional at times about, about, you know, our golf games and where they came from and how we fell in love with the sport and all those things and so we're definitely going to lighten it up for these last two segments and how i kind of want to drive this one and i actually what i'm going to do is i'm going to leave it up to each of you to share whatever you like i prefer it be something funny it could be some memories from some trips we've been on from rounds we've played just something you remember i'll start off by just sharing a couple of funny stories because i feel like i definitely want to lighten up the mood a little bit as we come down the home stretch here in episode one so i think that the first thing i'm going to share and I, it's it's probably the hardest I've ever laughed on a golf course. And 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 when I present this, I, I don't expect all of you out there to laugh nearly as hard as we did. It was one of those you like had to be there to see it moments for sure. But um, a few months back we were playing at the uh, UNM South Course in Albuquerque, and there was like uh, scattered showers that day. Um, it was I believe it was it was me and Darren and Mike. Who who is our was that one of our it was one of your coworkers, yeah. and we were out at um, uh, UNM South, and it had there was like scattered showers that day. It came in and out of town. Um, I remember I forgot my jacket, and I ended up just buying like a seventy-five dollar pullover at the pro <laughs> shop, uh, which I still wear as much as possible because I'm trying to get my money's worth. If you know what I'm saying, and go Lobos, go Lobos golf. And so uh, this day it was weird. You know, I was I was playing pretty well. I felt I felt like it was going well, and we get to like literally my favorite hole. And you guys know which one it is. It's that like elevated tee box that has like the duck pond on the left and it kind of dog, dog legs to the left. Yeah, it's like 15. And I remember saying to, to Darren, like, this is my favorite hole, man. I love this. And like, uh, it was a little bit dewy on the ground, if you will, wet. And I just go up there to the tee box to take the biggest big daddy hack of all time. And I lost my footing and I literally did a somersault. Like, I wish there could have been a freeze frame on camera of that moment. <laughs> there was a point where my feet were straight up in the air and uh, I landed. I don't even know how I landed, but it was the funniest thing ever. Like I, I got up right away and Mike and Darren and, and everyone else was not breathing because they were laughing so hard. Um, and the rest of the day was like no one could even hit the golf ball the rest of the day because they just kept thinking about how funny that moment was. And so that was like probably all time favorite moment. The other, the story I have is we were playing at Sandia. Um, I believe it was last year, uh, maybe two years ago. And, um, Darren, Darren and I both drove the ball to the right side of the fairway and he, he, he said, put a little bit in front of me and I was like behind him a little bit and it was getting kind of dark, you know, trying to get an 18 in and I didn't, there's a big deep fairway bunker on the right side and I didn't know that Darren had hopped down in there. And so as I like hit my ball, just a low line drive stinger, Darren pops out of that sand trap on the fairway and just smokes him right in the back. I still have that ball in my golf bag. We all signed it in the day. And then the final little story I want to tell last year is, uh, I went, you know, I'll make it short. I went to, uh, we're up in Colorado and, and I, because of work, I couldn't play with you guys the first day. Uh, it was Mike, Quincy, Darren, Urban, right? You were there for no, that? No, I was not there. It was Mike, Quincy, Urban, and Mike, and I was supposed to play with them the next day. 
That night we went out to this tiki bar and had these jamungish drinks and we all had way too many of them and I lost my, I left my credit card in the bar and lost my phone that night. Needless to say, I never made it out to Fossil Trace to tea time the next day. <laughs> and so yeah, definitely that one's on me. Still a fun trip. The next night we all got to hang out, go downtown, do a lot of fun stuff. And you know, the social part of the golf trips with the boys I love too, just sucks I missed out on the actual golf that time. So yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm passing over to Mikey, open up to him whenever he wants to share. I hope my little pony stories brought, brought you some laughter today. I don't know. I guess where, where do I start? <laughs> Funniest thing ever. Um, it doesn't, uh, have anything to do with these guys. It was, uh, I'll talk about my late brother. It's, it's still funny to this day, but we were playing, uh, here in Albuquerque at Los Altos and it's hole number 17. It's drivable par four. I don't know how far. It's like one to two ninety. That's the one that cuts left three hundred downhill, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And, that hole's awesome too. One of the coolest holes in the city. And these guys, this foursome, were behind us, and they kept hitting close to us every hole. And you know, we're getting kind of tired of it, but we were playing on that hole, and the guys hit, and he hit in the bunker, and I went and grabbed the ball, grabbed the ball, and I, I grabbed his ball, and I put it like a, like a center, no, maybe I don't know, half an inch away from the hole, and we drove <laughs> off, and we were teeing, getting, we we're teeing off on eighteen. Here comes this, this foursome, and this guy literally jumps out of his golf cart screaming his head off cheering and yelling and saying he almost got a hole in one on a par four and me and my brother were just missing with him and to this day i always remember that it was pretty funny but um probably the second one and probably the second one. So, so to this day he probably says he almost got a hole in one but, yeah. but uh the second one would probably be darren we were playing in December because we play year round. We don't care if it's cold. Of course, or not. yeah. I mean, I'm uh, too for it. We were playing year round. We play year round, and we we're at uh, Royal Dell also. And we were on hole number three. And December, frigid cold, ten, ten o'clock, <laughs> you know, in the morning. Cold you know, that, you know that, that, that Christmas that, Eve. That grass, <laughs> that grass is like concrete. Darren, Darren's own fault. This is Darren's fault. <laughs> if Darren, if Darren, if Darren didn't chunk his ball, we would not be. In the fairway, and he tells me to drive on the on or on the, yeah on the on the grass, and I tell him he can't drive there on a par three, but he tells me to do it. So we drive on a par three. I thought he was holding on to the golf cart, but he wasn't. And when he, I thought he grabbed it, I turned, I looked to my right, Darren was gone. <laughs> Darren was rolling on the on the grass. For, for I don't know how long, but it was probably one of the funniest things I ever encountered. I laughed so hard. Our buddy Q was there. Q was just rolling in the back, you know. At, and yeah, to this day, that's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I know. I, I mean, life. I felt like when you shared that story after when we got together for beers, I was laughing pretty hard when you were telling it. And like, I wasn't even there, but I was imagining me just knowing Darren all these years, falling out of the golf. It was falling out of the golf cart. It was just an incredible memory and thought. And so I got my laughs. That's for sure. Hey, Brando, let's pass over to you, man. Come on now. What, first things a... first. I've never seen him this quiet. He's, yeah. This guy's always quiet. The shyest guy of the We of got the him team. out of his shell because we got him on the podcast. And now he, he just, he's just filling no, it. I, I usually don't do this. <laughs> no, no, I don't know. As far as a wild story goes, I'm, I'm surprised you guys remember all your stories because when I'm on the course, I don't remember anything. <laughs> he's laser focused trying to win. That rivalry mentality. That's what I like to think. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, as far as like uh, wild stories, I mean, I don't know. It's just from people falling out of the car. <laughs> oh, you know what I remember is uh okay. So we we did a we did a we did a tournament earlier this year, and uh, we were up over in Phoenix, <laughs> and we were golfing in a tournament. So two days prior to that, we just golf Friday, golf Saturday, or yeah, 
yeah, and then tournament, uh, tournament time comes Monday. And then, uh, <laughs> so me and Aaron, we're golfing with Irvin. And uh, I'm sh- when Irvin hears this, he's going to laugh his ass off too. <laughs> but uh, so we finish our round, finish our round of tournament. We, uh, <laughs> we're on our way back to the, uh, the uh, clubhouse. And uh, so we go under a bridge. The bridge does like this hard U-turn. At the U-turn, there's just oncoming traffic. And then, uh, <laughs> so there's oncoming traffic. So you make the U-turn. We're good. Like and, from uh, a highway? Yeah. So we go under the highway, under the bridge. We come around. We do a, we do a like just U turn out of nowhere. Clear a blind spot. Yeah, a blind spot. There's a guardrail right there. Uh, so we have uh, our buddy Irvin and our other foursome uh, Ed, and uh, they're they're just riding in the cart. We're we're done with our round. You know, yeah, we've had our uh, <laughs> we've had our round. We're drained. We're ready to go back to the uh, clubhouse and have our drinks and food. We get to the blind spot. Little did we know, there's uh, these two girls that were on a run, running on the side. They're jog- like they're jogging. Yeah, yeah they're jogging, yeah. jogging on the <laughs> golf cart path, and we whoop around. And the uh, Irvin and Ed, they're the first in front of us, turn the corner, <laughs> and uh, they almost hit the girls. They and Irvin pulls the steering wheel hard right, and he hits the guardrail. <laughs> and all we see, we see, the the <laughs> we see their clubs, their drinks. Just oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's is. incredible I'll just I, yeah. another story I just touch on is one of the funnest golf trips that we've ever been on as a group all of us together was uh, the, the Westminster Colorado and like uh, you know it would have been a lot funner how to actually play well but um, I, I played terrible but Brandon carried our team that name man dude and I'm a pretty hefty guy so you're just carrying I bet your back hurt you just carrying <laughs> me all day and um, that was kind of like my, my moment of like damn Brandon's came a long way with his game I'm really proud of him he's worked really hard until last week when we played and you were just even more incredible than then so those are just some of the funnest memories i have with all of us together was like it's been fun like then we go out to the breweries and have good food and have good drinks and then just like to see each other grow you know on the course you know i'll add to another story so the first time we we met uh q we um we're heading up to durango colorado (laughs) i love this story and (laughs) So we went to pick up Matt and Q because I was driving, and these guys, you know, they're taking little roadies up there. I never you know? met Q, like literally, and, I yeah, never met him in my life. Time. So, this so, so yeah, Maddie met him. This was the first time meeting him. I met Q maybe twice before that, and Q jumps in with us, and we're up there to go play golf, or we're heading up there to play golf. And I don't know, you know, how much they drank, but by the time we got to Durango, checked into hotel, Q was like on a mission, and Q's never drank craft beer in his whole entire life. And I didn't and, know that, and I was. Yeah. Yeah. bought three and, cases of IPAs before that. So I had no idea. Like, we go downtown Durango. We go to like three breweries there and Q's is hammering beers. He said it's so these beers taste good, whatever. <laughs> it's first time having craft beer and literally Q is like annihilating. We have a 8 o'clock tea time in Pagosa Springs and Darren wasn't there. Darren couldn't come that night, but Darren shows up in the morning and Q is absolutely mm-hmm. just destroyed. Sorry. Yeah, He takes two showers trying to sober up that morning. I Never think- does. I, Never. I did the same thing and yeah. I stopped drinking four hours before he flooded did. flooded the hotel room <laughs> left the left the shower on I don't know what he was doing but we end up we end up leaving the hotel hauling ass to go, or go to Springs making it 10 minutes for our tea time it was incredible and, but I don't know how we did and I don't Q know how we did. was an absolute train wreck and it was the funniest thing ever because he was dying but you know Q still I champ- in the Q, with him and he, sm- st- he just smelled like beer still. he still champed up Played. Yeah. Yeah, he he played better than that. everyone, I thought. I remember he, he played really well. So that day I played, he played better than everyone. <laughs> so, so he champed up and still played, but 
seeing Q just on his dead bed, you know, Sunday morning was probably pretty <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen. Another piece I remember from that is that because Darren had to come up the next morning before we played, and he like I told him to let me know when he got there. And I let him <laughs> in, and he like he like texted me, and I seen his text like way after, it, and I was like, like I like call him. I was like <laughs> I like call him like hey bro, I'll come let you in, and he was in the room like on the side. He's like I'm in here, bro. <laughs> And I went to bed before Q. I mean, this is the, one of the, the coolest parts to tell end of that story. Is like Q. I never even met him that until that day, that afternoon. You guys picked me up and, and then had an awesome night at the breweries in Durango, and we stayed in that suite and hung out. I thought, like, I don't know, I felt like a boss at that executive like business table that was in the middle of that suite. It was really awesome. But by the next day, Q and I were best friends, you know. And I feel like we're. I mean, to that day, that our relationship has never changed. Um, that was one of my favorite golf trips I've ever done with the group too. So, um, let's swing it over to Darren to Darren to tell us some of his favorite funny memories and stories. Favorite funny uh, story mm-hmm. I, I got to say is uh, so Mike and I and, and Q were uh, hanging in Mike's garage, uh, probably like about a good five in the morning. Q was on <laughs> Q was on a mission. Uh, so I bought Mike a good uh, good whiskey from a local distillery. Q started singing uh, "Play It Again" by Luke Bryan. Little did we knew we were, we were planning on going on a trip to Vegas. Vegas didn't work out, so uh, Mike and I kind of surprised him and said, "Screw this! Let's, let's, uh, let's make a let's make it funny and make a golf ball of Q's face." So I, so I got one of his. Uh, I could say it's a drunk little cheers fan. Uh, made a golf ball out of it and seeing you know that ball still still doesn't you know, drop I, at all. I, to, to, to piggyback off that, there are multiple golf balls that exist that have Q's face on them <laughs> and no one else from Robbery Golf yeah. team has so like he, he's where we should start with uh, marketing our product because the dude's been famous enough to uh, We can, we can, yeah. He, yeah, he probably can because he's the oldest of the group. Well, we have two, there's two golf balls that exist Old that have Quincy's face, right? <laughs> there are two golf Golf balls with Quincy's face on them. I do feel like both Car Buddies yeah. Pod page and Robert Golf page will get pictures of those posted in the next couple weeks, so that the viewers and the fans can see that Quincy is famous enough to be on. How about how about if you ever find these golf balls, DM us. Finding Waldo. <laughs> you find Waldo. DM us. Yeah. Take a picture of it and DM us. That'd be incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And I just none of those balls find a hole. <laughs> <laughs> he's ever on the rim. Somewhere out there. there no, like, he's in the water. So. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he definitely find. You definitely somewhere. find those ones in the trees or the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know. Before we move on to the final segment of of the episode, fellas, does anyone have anything else to add here? To uh, you know, the, I really like that we just kind of all shared some funny things, lightened it up a little, and some memories, and the. It, the stories go on and on. I mean, oh, yeah. my two favorite ones though, are the ones I talked about, the Westminster trip and then the one where we first met Q. But I will say, you know, we can talk about it a little bit more in the in the final segment. But we all just went out to Houston, to Houston with the exception of Brandon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, it was an incredible experience too. Q's out in Houston now and just the courses that we got to play and um, the memories that we had and the food and the, the drinks and just all of that. It was just a really, I think it kind of solidified the beginning of Rivalry Golf for me because I feel like this is real 
we can do this and we can make this incredible. And I, and I, I was having a conversation with Irvin. I remember and he's like, oh, like we're all so creative and you, you got the broadcasting stuff down. Like let's get a, a podcast going. And so I've been talking about it for too long and, and it was time to show some action instead of just talk. So I appreciate you guys being a part of that and, and pushing me to do it. And so, you know, we'll, we'll move on to segment three. So in the last segment of the show today, we're going to look at some different categories and talk about our favorite things from those categories. So when we come back from break, I will go over that and how it's going to work and we'll close, uh, close it out. So you are listening to the Car Buddies podcast by Ravelry Golf. We will be right back. This episode of the Car Buddies Podcast by Ravelry Golf is brought to you by BJW Branding. For all of your social media management needs and help growing your business, Brooke and her team at BJW Branding will have you covered. To book a discovery call, please visit BJWBranding.com or send a direct message on Instagram at BJW Branding, helping you simplify social media for your business so you can stop guessing, start growing, and live in your zone of genius. BJW Branding. Let's go. Welcome back to the Card Buddies Podcast by Ravelry Golf. Your host here, Maddie Funkster. We are entering our last segment of the evening uh, with Mike, Brandon, and Darren. Again, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me for episode one. This has been an absolute blast, and we're going to wrap it up with a little bit of a fun piece here as we as we finish out, out the episode. Going to kind of give some topics. We're all going to pick our favorite things from those. So explaining it more to the listeners our, those topics will be, we're going to start off with our favorite course or courses. It can be a course you've played, a course you want to play, a dream course of yours. You can name a couple, no problem there. Then we'll transition into our favorite drink to have out on the course. And it can be, you don't have to just name one specific drink. You can talk about a few different ones depending on your mood. And then we'll go, we'll talk about our favorite, um, either pro or celebrity we would play around with. So if you could pick one, celebrity or pro to play around with that's what we'll choose now tiger woods is excluded from this because you know we would all pick tiger woods i know that i would say tiger woods and all of you will too so we're not gonna tiger woods off limits to pick so (laughs) and then the final one will be what is your favorite club and then what is if you had to choose one club to use on a par four what would it be so let's go ahead and start with courses we're gonna move right into it tell us what's your favorite course course you want to play favorite local course boom go Favorite course was in Houston, the Black Horse. Uh, that course was phenomenal. And, I can uh, vouch. I was there. It was, yeah, it was, it, it was nice. Uh, Evergreens, everything was fine. Of course, I want to play Pebble Beach course, Bucket List. Okay. Uh, Favorite local course? Local course, Sandia. Uh, Sandia. So amenities, Incredible everything. everything. Car girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, too. Yeah. Passing it over to Brando. Oh, Brandon's, Brandon's wait, Brandon, wait, wait, no, no, we're, we're, we're not we're skipping Brandon. Excuse me, he's a little... We might be stones, but we're not skipping Brandon. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm definitely biased as far as, like, favorite courses go. Of course, we, uh, we made the Eagle, uh, Hole 18. Oh, yeah, yeah. at Westminster, that, I can't, I can't remember the yeah, name of that yeah, course. Yeah, I'm yeah, so playing. Yeah. West, uh, do you remember the name of that course, Mike? The Westminster course? It was like a name. Yeah. Incredible course. Yeah. Yeah. For, yeah, for, yeah, for me, for me. Greg Norton. Country Club. 
Uh, for me, it's simple. I mean, the courses where I do good are my favorite courses. You know, you make the eagle, you make birdies at these courses. Uh, the one up in Colorado is definitely one of them. Down here at uh, what do you play? At? End of the End of the Mountain End of the Mountain Yep, that, yeah. that course is Incredible my favorite. Course. I, I mean, there's wildlife there. There's trees there. Yeah. There's water. There's lake. There's, it's just an outdoors. It was an, like, an unbelievable yeah, experience. Honestly, I'm glad we all got to do that recently. So, it was so. so. So special. What about uh, here in Albuquerque, close by? Here in Albuquerque, uh, definitely uh, Sandia. Sandia, yeah. I think it's hard to argue against yeah. that. All of us are probably going to say that, but I might throw a couple honorary mentions for local yeah, courses yeah, that I just, sure. you know, really like. But let's pass it over to Mikey, man. It's your turn. So favorite courses? Yeah. Favorite courses? Favorite local course? Favorite so, all-time course you want to play or dream course and then a, or one you have played? So favorite local course? I can't compare both of them. Are my favorite is... UNM and Sandia, both of my favorite UNM and Sandia golf course. Favorite course that I've ever played, I would want to play again, is Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene, yeah. Uh, I, in Idaho. They, I get emails from them once a week. Like it's, a, I think it's a sign, Mike. Yeah. It's a sign. It's, a, it's probably the best course I've ever played. That's like the floating island green, yeah, right? Yeah. It's That's a floating, incredible. It's a floating island green, and you, you know, it varies, you know, depending on the day. But it can go out from 150 yards to 200 yards. When I played it, pin was a 180. Um, it just kind of does that based on the tide, right? It don't like they no, don't move they, it. They, they move just, it. They okay. Just, and That's cool. you get on a little boat, takes you out there, and you play, and you come back, and then you get a little certificate when you're done playing the hole. Of course, that I want to go back to. Uh, at the time, there was a fire nearby, so it was kind of you know hazy, but maybe yeah, in the future I, we can go I out there. Think, as a, uh, a little rivalry golf tour of Idaho should be in the in the workings at some point, and I feel like that's realistic for us to get. But you know, the courses around here, they're you know, all of them are pretty nice. They do, yeah. Um, I'll say this, man. I've played a few popular city courses in the last month. Some of them are in really great condition, and so I'll talk about that when it gets to me. And I'll say this for our viewers, our audience. You know, a hidden gem. People don't want to drive there, but you know, they're definitely worth going. Is uh, Berlin and Cochiti. Yeah, both of those. You know, um, they're both really cheap. They're affordable. Affordable. Um, it's a good little drive. But you know, it's, it's fun when you have your little crew with you. Uh, you link it up. So yeah, agreed, Mike. I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and go. I'll start off with just like dream course or course I really want to play. Shoot big like uh, like Derry did, and I love. I want to play Bay Hill. I, I'm a huge Arnold Palmer dude. I love the drink. I'm a big fan fan of the golfer. The tournament, the cardigan goes is what the champion gets. Bay Hill, Florida, that's definitely something I'd say. A very close runner up to that. Also, a Florida course is TPC Sawgrass. I want to play that one for real. Um, I think I kind of speak for the group when I say a dream course I want to play is Tigers Course near Branson. They designed uh, Payne's Valley. I think all of us want to play that, but that's with yep. the secret nineteenth hole with the waterfall and. I just I think that would be a really special moment for all of us to experience that together. And then as far as local courses go, I think it's hard for me to not say Sandia. Sandia's incredible course. I think it's the best course in the state. I know maybe the uh, the people up in the mountains there that have um that that course that they just I'll charge go, way go. too much for probably oh, don't like expensive. that. But it's, uh, I'll say it's too expensive. It's overrated. Sorry, not trying to be a hater. I'm just being honest. Overrated, overpriced, Sandia, fairly priced, bet one of the best courses in the state, if not the best. And then like I'm I'm way big into just playing golf whenever I can. So I take advantage of the local scene. Um to my two most I mean it's, honestly I have three favorite, favorite local courses, and I'll say probably the Ladera is right up there. 
Um, Los Altos is right up there. And then, you know, I, I, I spent a lot of my early days playing on Arroyo just because I was in that area. And there's a nice little scene um, locally. So th- those are my favorite ones right there. So we're going to transition into our favorite drink out on the course. And since we started with Darien last, we're going to swing it over to Mike. So Mike, tell us your favorite drink on the course. It can be a couple different ones based on the mood. You don't have to pick just one. Pick a couple. Tell us why. <clears throat> Water. <laughs> this guy's lame. <laughs> nice conversation. Uh, <laughs> comes beer? Dos Equis. Always Dos Equis. Why? Because I feel like I can drink a lot. Can you drink 26 of them? Yeah, I'm invincible. Yeah. Yeah. I, can drink, I can drink a lot of them and, you know, still play, you know, still play good. It comes mixed drinks, tequila, and pineapple juice. Always. That's a good mix. Kind of, kind of been on the, you know, on the, on that, uh, what do you call it? The Tellers. Oh yeah. There's a there's a drink Tellers. I think the brand is called Tellers. Um, is it vodka? Isn't it? I don't know what it is. I tellers. It was vodka. It's like cram- is it cranberry during? Like cram- cranberry and Tellers is like Lab- a vodka. Yeah. Lavender, lavender and cranberry. Yeah. yeah. I think Tellers makes like a lavender vodka, which is you mix that with cranberry. I'm pretty sure that's put that on ice. On a, on it's a, a fantastic hot drink when it's a hot summer day. Yeah. Amen to that, Mikey. But yeah, you know Dos Equis and cram- um, Dos Equis, I think. Sorry. Transfusion? Yeah, transfusion. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brandon, talk, talk about what, what's your preference out there on the course? <laughs> on the course, it depends on who I'm golfing with that day. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm golfing with the guys here today, uh, it's definitely margaritas. I'm a big big on margaritas guy. You uh, are, dude. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, yeah I, I have a mad respect for that. It's that tequila, man. That tequila gets you. You just start feeling good. Sometimes but, you'll uh, just sign up for a margarita when no one else does. And I, that's a that's yeah, one Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate mean, that. Everywhere I go, I gotta try it out, see what's going on. Uh, but like, if, uh, if I was golfing with, uh, Irvin and, uh, uh, Cube, it's a different story, man. Those guys are doing shots. It's, 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 oh, I see you dude. Trying to um, blame it on our like, <laughs> you know, All right. shots. <laughs> I need someone to lean back on it. Hey, Q. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> no, nah, but for it, 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 all around, I think that margaritas for sure is the way to go. Uh, if not, it's either uh, cranberry and vodka for sure. So, all right. Well, yeah. what, you be, what you doing out there on the course? What you sipping back, throwing back? Before I get hit with a golf ball or falling out of cart, uh, <laughs> I need something strong. <laughs> Just hit me. <laughs> Just hit me already. Oh, <laughs> uh, I say transfusion. Transfusion, uh, dude. I, I, I mean, I say now before I get to move because mm-hmm. I agree with you. Transfusion is my absolute favorite. Thank right. you for like, always getting on that train with me. I feel like I always rally with you. So yes, thank you. Um, Bearwise, Blue Moon. Other than that, it's my. You know, what I appreciate about D is he, he's not a big, huge time beer drinker, <laughs> like life. fast and a lot. So he always picks a really classy one or a good one. So I appreciate that about him. And then, uh, wait, 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 wait. depending on how he plays on the first hole. <laughs> if, he, if he shanks one and loses his ball, he's getting a transfusion. Maybe that's why I hit my If he hits one hit. down the middle, he's drinking a beer. Maybe that's why I played so bad the other day, or we played so bad the other day, is because the care package of beer didn't show up to the 13th hole. Yep. We needed that thing earlier. You know, we got, we needed so. to get cranked up. Uh, my go-to is uh, peach vodka and Sprite. Uh, that's a good that's mix, man. Good that's mix, a solid. Man. Yeah, Darren just always had good taste in drinks. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'm not hating on anyone else, but yeah. he always yeah. has. I've always appreciated Darren's. That's why I like being his car buddy because he gets transfusions and peach beers and peach vodkas, and I'm in on all of that stuff. Yep. But I'm probably not going to pick any of those because it's my turn now, and I'll say this. My number one favorite thing at the golf course, preferably when we're playing a round that's earlier in the day, I want a Bloody Mary. I, I love a Bloody Mary, a good, solid Bloody Mary. 
I do really like some Dos Equis out on the course. Something light, some Miller Light. I really like Miller Light out there. Even what's that? The Michelob. I'll drink twenty-seven of those out there if I have to. Yeah. But transfusions is definitely <laughs> Bloody Marys transfusions, and then a few of my favorite Micheladas. Micheladas go hard oh, too, yeah. man. All right, we're gonna transition into uh, two more categories to go here. Um, next one is gonna be pick a either pro golfer or a celebrity or a retired pro or a celebrity slash pro that you would would want to play around with. I'll start hands down. I'll say this every time this comes up. John Davis, my dog. John Daly yeah. is the perfect mix between I want to just rage and party and be just like the Saturday Sunday golfers, and I also want to be really good at golf and be on the PGA Tour. He's the happy median. I love me some John Daly. So John Daly would be my pick. Let's pass this over to Darren. All right, Darren. I'd choose Michael Jordan, seeing him as a competitive. That's a great pick. And you know what, dude? As long as, I heard that dude used to just like to bet. All kinds of money on like every hole, dude. That's a great. That's a great one. And what about you, Brandon? Uh, you said sorry. There was a problem with the app. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> my lady. Yeah. <laughs> Serious, like Dar- Darren, you're out past nine thirty on the weeknight. Where <laughs> oh, you at? <laughs> Darren has his earbuds in right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be a celebrity. It could be a pro. It could be. I mean, it could even be like someone that doesn't. You don't even know if they play golf, but if that's what you'd want to play around with. Oh yeah, yeah. For sure, definitely. I think uh, Ricky Fowler, for sure, hands down, no matter what. I think, being, being, being I think that would course. be one hell of a two-some right there, being you and Ricky Fowler. Yeah, yeah. I need to start, I just caught myself, I need to stop stop saying play around and put, instead of saying play a golf round, because it just sounds a little weird when it's saying play around. playing around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's sure. my bad, Coach. What about you? What about you, Mike? Who you, who you got? Cam Smith, man. I heard that guy drinks beers and has a good That's time. That's cool, man. He's an Aussie, man. Those guys yeah. are a different breed. They have incredible mullets. First of all, let's appreciate the mullets that the Australians have. They just, they don't give it, they, they literally, when they get their haircuts sometimes, they do not give a shit. But you know what? The mullets turn out really, really nice. So when he won the US, or not open, when he won the Open Championship two years ago, walked around and drank beers with the locals. Dude, good for that guy. I like me some Cam Smith. Yeah, that would be pretty I, I root for Cam Smith. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, I know we could probably all, there's a ton of them you could throw out there. You know, if you're thinking about even select, you know, Bill Murray's always one people talk about who's very golf inclined. You could throw out Adam Sandler or Happy Gilmore, right? Any, any of those. Bagger Vance, all of those different, you know, it could be a fictional character too. I'm surprised these cowboy guys didn't want to say Tony Romo. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not saying hey, that I didn't, you know? but yeah, no, Tony said that, that should have been on their favorite number one. Tony Romo would be that, that would be cool. <laughs> it would be cool. I mean, Tony Romo's in my top three. Is that if that counts? Yes. Okay. And so, all right. So we're moving on to the last one. Um, your favorite club and why, and then a club you would pick to play an entire hole of par four with one club. So they could be the same club or different, but tell us which ones they are and why. So my favorite club, hands down, if I had to do a one-hole challenge, 7-iron all day. I hit my 7-iron at, you know, 175. So if I get a good drive and then, you know, hitting my second shot, I'm already hitting, you know, where's that, 350? Yeah. Yeah. So So outside of a 7-iron for playing a par 4, do you have a favorite club that you feel like you just hit really well? Favorite club? My 3-wood. I feel like he's going to say that. Because you know what? I'll say this right now. It's a... It's a story of growth, but I could never like hit the three wood very well. 
when I was coming up in, in this game of golf, and Mike coached me up a lot on how to hit the three-wood. And, man, when I hit the three-wood right, it's incredible. But I learned how to do it from him. And I watch him hit the three-wood. It's a thing of beauty. It absolutely is. So that's cool, man. I, I, would, I was going to guess that, that, that three. You would say that your favorite club was the three-wood. Yeah, because, you know, when some, some days, you know, your driver's not working, do a nice, smooth three-wood. You know, that's fine. So that's my favorite club. All right, we'll go on to Brando. What are your, what's your favorite club in general? And then if you had to play a par four with one club only, what would it be? I'm, I'm going to interfere. Brandon's favorite club is the library downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever there's salsa night, Wednesdays, and country girls, Brandon's going to be there. Might be the library, might be dirty bourbon, might be bourbon and booze. Something hey, about last yeah. night. Wherever there's girls that dance and he can wear his boots, that's where boy Brandon's favorite club is at. Oh man, no. are you wearing boots? <laughs> oh man, no. As far as as far as the the golf goes, the golf club goes. The golf club goes. <laughs> the golf I'm going back to golf. <laughs> Let's rewind here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, as far as the golf club goes, we'll say this. Uh, my nine iron right now in the bag is like the my favorite, mate. Uh, I mean, you know, we all par threes. That's everything we we play for. You know, try to get the hole in ones. I uh, when you get that. That nice shot. I mean, I don't strike the ball as well as my peers here. No, but, uh, you were striking the ball so dang good that it yeah, was incredible, yeah, man. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. And my was... nine iron has got me close a couple of times, man. You get a foot out to three, four foot out. It's like If you were gonna, if you could only choose one club out of your bag to play a par four, you have to hit every single shot. Are you picking the nine iron or are you going with something else? Definitely probably a seven iron. Just, okay. just a lot. Just a lot. Very lock. similar yep. to Mike. Just yeah, a lot. Okay. It, it's got everything in it. You know, you got the distance. You can control yeah. it. You can, you can control how far you want to hit it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Me. Bottle caps flying everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's been a good time. <laughs> yep. All right, let's head over to Scary Dairy. Tell us what your favorite club is and what you would use on a par four if you could choose to use only one club. Favorite, 50 degree. Par four, I say three wood. Okay. That's an interesting yeah. call. I've heard, I've heard a couple of people say that. Now, I will say this. I've been playing a couple rounds with Darren in the last couple of weeks. Dude is striking the ball well um, with his irons. There's an iron shot you hit the other day, like last Saturday, that I was just – you didn't get it on the green. You're actually in the bunker. But just the how far out you were and, like, the way you contacted the ball. We have Marty Sanchez. That was incredible. Um, You struck the ball well the other day, too. I, I like to watch Darren – I, I'll say this: If I was putting a mixtape of all of rivalry golf together, I definitely would put Mike's three wood in there. I would put Brandon hitting a nine iron, and I would put Darren uh, hitting the fifty degree because it's a beautiful thing. It really is. Yep. Hey, wait! You can't leave yourself out. I haven't got there yet. Maddie has a sand. He can the, get out of the sand, Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman. Oh, yeah. If you, so, need, if you yeah. need to get out of the beach, Maddie's your man. I will. Uh, so, it, so I'll go ahead and start off by saying. Right. My favorite club right now is, uh, it is either like a 60 degree or 56 wedge. Um, I feel like I just have a ton of control around the greens right now with the 56, with the 56 or a 60, depending on what feels right at the time. But I do have just an old beat up 56 that I use for the sand. And I'm, I'd say right now, out of the last 12 sand shots I've hit, nine of them have been like really right on the money. So like yeah, I'll take yeah. those odds every day. But if I would, I'll say this, if I was going to play, a par four with one club. Um, I think I would use a four iron. And the way that, the reason that I say that is I typically use that club a lot when I'm in trouble in the trees to do punch shots. But like, I do feel like it has 
uh, a wide open face to get good drive off of the tee box. But I choke up with that club a lot when I'm stuck in bad situations. So I feel like I'd have a lot of control with it. So that's why mm-hmm. I would pick that club. I used to say like a hybrid, but I haven't hit my hybrid for shit in weeks. And so <laughs> I might just take that out of the dang bag if I'm being honest with you guys. So anyone have any other thoughts about, um, you know, other clubs that they really enjoy hitting just wasn't listed as your favorite? I don't know, my driver. I love my driver too. <laughs> Driver's always fun, you know? Yeah. I like to get up there and smack that. Smack that. Yeah, smack that. Like uh, Manila says, when you get the golfing club, how he starts <laughs> off is, I love when he does that. <laughs> I mean, I should have, I'm sorry, I didn't shout out Manila when we were talking about influence, yeah. influences, deciding that dude's incredible. We all really enjoy Manello for sure. That dude just is good times all the time. Oh. I would say this, I, I do feel like at some point in the future, it'd be really cool to see Robert Golf guys play in a tournament from Manello's, um, from Manello tournament and then play in a Bob Dust Sports or Brilliantly Dumb Show tournament. And so, like, that's, that's definitely goals, but. Um, that's pretty much going to wrap it up, fellas, for, for episode one. Do we have any other thoughts? I want to do any special shout outs or anything before we call it a night? I just want to thank everybody. Golf is hard. Uh, um, getting Golf out, is really getting, getting hard, out of your comfort, comfort, comfort zone. zone and, uh, just going out there and believing in yourself. You know, you got, you, you got your friends here with you. Amen uh, to that, man. And I think yep. that, that kind of like goes along with what we're even doing with all of this. It's yeah, like, yeah. we've got to have our comfort zone. To, to make a squad, to get a page going, to start a podcast. Yeah. Like, we're takes, just going out and doing it and not hesitating. It and definitely takes a lot. So a lot of us here, uh, we have a lot of stories, but a lot of, a lot of it comes from being humble. It, doing something like this is definitely out of our comfort zone. Yeah, it's definitely, I agree. It's, so, it's so, hard so, to talk about ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So too. it's, it's, it's a different thing. So I'm, I'm here for it. You know, it's something we're going to take off with and hopefully it, uh, all goes good. You no, know, me and Matt have been talking about starting something like this forever years we tried you know we tried and you know we have the content we have we you know we're golfing every weekend and we just want to share our experience and with our everyone. memories with everyone and you know if you like it cool you know if you don't like it yeah. you know, it's matter. your choice you know support us not it's okay yeah. we, my, so, my favorite part about it was just went for it right yeah, we just we went, went for, for it. it and you know we feel like it's gonna turn into a big thing and the biggest thing was you know each of each of us could have started our own thing you know the way we brought it was we wanted to include all our friends. We wanted to share this experience with all our friends because we play golf with each other, you know, every every week. You know, we're going to continue to do that. So why not share our, you know, experience, our memories with you all. So, Absolutely. yeah. So that's, you know, I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. Man, there's there's so many courses in this world. You know, we're just... Robbery Golf's yeah. coming to conquer yeah. them. And we're bringing Carbody Park. We're just getting started. Just getting started. started. Yeah. To be continued. Yeah. Amen. To, I do. to be continued, exactly. Amen. Continued. I do want to just say a couple shout-outs. I do want to thank the uh, the sponsors that we have for the show tonight. Thank you guys for supporting us. We support you. It means everything to us. We definitely appreciate, you know, you guys getting our name out there and us getting your name out there. So... Thank you, thank you for that. And then I do want just special shout out to my to my roommate and my best friend as well, Jared Chester. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for always being there for me. It means everything. I could not do any of the things that I do a lot of times without you. So just want to tip my cap. That is it. Thank you for listening to episode number one of the Car Buddies podcast by Rivalry Golf. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Miss yous, love yous. See you later.